This is the Lightning Junkies Podcast with your host, Chaz Cryptosen. On this episode of the podcast, we have Roy Shenfield from Breeze Technologies. A good portion of this episode is spent talking about something that is very important to the ecosystem, as we'll need a great deal of liquidity in order to onboard users onto the network. As we talk about in the podcast, Roy says that we'll need services like Breeze that act as LSPs or Lightning Cerberus providers, onboarding new users and allowing them to transact on the network using their Bitcoin. This episode of the podcast is slightly different than others. I'm going to mainly skip the whole self-sponsorship thing and just try to jump straight into the episode. So if you do want to sponsor the show, you can see how to do that in the show notes. But other than that, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. I would like to go ahead and welcome Roy to the Lightning Junkies podcast. How are you doing this evening, Roy? I'm doing very well. How are you, Chess? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. Really glad that you're on the podcast. And just starting out, I just, you know, interested in knowing your general background, you know, before you got into Bitcoin, you know, what were you doing? What were you up to? Uh, I was actually in a different, an entirely different domain. I was the CTO and co-founder of a company in, in the enterprise collaboration business. So I've been a software developer and a product manager for almost 20 years now in the Israeli high-tech industry. I moved a lot uh, between different uh, companies, uh, but in my last company, the company that I founded, I served as the CTO. I was uh, about uh, 10 years, uh, and we've built enterprise software for very large organizations all over the world. Uh, But uh, I was monitoring the Bitcoin industry from afar. I have actually invested in Bitcoin in late uh, 2013, and I've been following the development in Bitcoin ever since. And when I left my previous company, I've decided to do something to help uh, Bitcoin become uh, a real currency. And that's why I founded Breeze. Got it. Okay. So before we jump into the whole Breeze portion, I wanted to take a step back here. What made you actually purchase Bitcoin in 2013? You know, what was the story there? The story was very simple. I read the Satoshi's white paper. And uh, as a technical person, I I fell in love with the technology. I I knew there was something there. Uh, I didn't know if uh, Bitcoin is going to succeed from a commercial standpoint or not, uh, but... uh, the technology got me hooked into Bitcoin. Okay. Um, do you want to maybe elaborate a bit more? You know, what about the technology specifically? You know, what use cases did you kind of see pop into your head, etc.? cetera? The, the, the genius idea on how to, sp- how to solve the double spend issues, that, that's all. I, I think uh, everyone that reads uh, what uh, Satoshi has composed uh, understand that uh, there's something uh, genius about it. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. I guess I was just curious, uh, in 2013, you bought Bitcoin. How did it progress from there? Um, you know, what were the steps of kind of leading up to you starting Breeze? Uh, so as I was saying, I was uh, following uh, the Bitcoin industry from afar, uh, monitoring the advancement in, in, in Bitcoin and, and also uh, read the Lightning Network white paper uh, back in the day. As a technical product manager, I'm, you know, I, my skills are around the technical product management. 
I saw that there were still gaps in bringing this technology to market, and I thought uh, that uh, we could help with uh, with uh, the adoption of Bitcoin in mainstream to bring Bitcoin to mainstream users. Got it. And so that's what what you found interesting about Lightning, that it was maybe like the the best chance of being able to mainstream Bitcoin to users, like you were saying. Exactly, exactly. So with Lightning, I, I think uh, what my passion is, what we wanted to do is to use uh, Bitcoin as a currency, mm-hmm. right? To use Bitcoin in the real world, to purchase stuff, to uh, pass Bitcoin between friends. That's that's the Bitcoin is really peer-to-peer electronic cash. And with Lightning, uh, we saw an opportunity that uh, this the, the, that Bitcoin can deliver on, on its promise finally. Uh, but uh, at the same time, we saw how complicated it still is to do that on top of Lightning. So Lightning is a great infrastructure, but we saw uh, a room for improvement in bridging the gap from technology to real life usage. Uh, so that uh, why I started Breeze to somehow bridge this gap. Definitely, we'll uh, definitely get to Breeze here in a moment. I uh, promise. Okay, so what was your you know maybe early usage of Lightning like? I mean, when did you actually uh, begin using it on the mainnet? I think it was uh, the second half of 2017 when we started playing. Uh, me and my my partner, I brought two friends with me to this journey. Uh, we started looking at the different implementation. We took a look at uh, C Lightning. We took we took a look at uh, LND. We took a look at uh, Eclair. And uh, so we were playing, uh, setting up uh, stuff uh, on all these three implementations. Okay. And so you started Breeze. Do you want to give a very brief reason why you really felt that Breeze was uh, needed in the marketplace versus the other wallets that you just listed out? So when we started Breeze, the only way to use Lightning for mobile devices was to connect to your own node. And for us, the key to adoption was mobile. And uh, we saw a need to bring, we saw that the way to bring Bitcoin to the masses is through uh, mobile devices. And uh, we wanted to create uh, another type of uh, Lightning client, a Lightning client that is in its user experience is on par uh, with Fiat, uh, actually. So it would be like a seamless user experience. The user would would, would only need to install the, the the app and everything would just work. That's the experience that we were aiming for. That's the reason we started Breeze, is to bring a seamless experience, a seamless lightning experience in in mobile clients uh, without the need of the user to set up his own full node. So we started playing with LND and Neutrino. We've optimized Neutrino to run on, on mobile devices. We actually ported LND to, to be used as a library, and we ran LND in a light node mode uh, using Neutrino 
on Android devices. So we started with Android. Got it. Okay. I definitely like how uh, Breeze makes things very simple in, in the UX. One of those, I think, is keeping everything as one particular balance. Do you want to go into that a bit more? Sure, sure. So, so there are very there are different uh, ideas that uh, we brought into Breeze uh, because we again the the, the the goal the aim of uh, of what we were doing was to uh, bring a seamless user experience to Lightning, but maintaining all the core Bitcoin values. We didn't want to create a custodial solution. We wanted to keep everything non-custodial and to maintain the core Bitcoin values of uh, being uh, censorship resistant and, and so on. The idea was to create a, a Neutrino light node uh, running on your, the mobile device and the user will have a, a very easy, a simple user experience. So one of the issues, as you said, was to create a single balance. So how do you create a single balance in Lightning when, when you have an on-chain wallet and an off-chain wallet? So we've decided, and, and Breeze was actually the first uh, client uh, to use a submarine swap. Uh, we actually decided to have a Lightning-only client and not to deal with, uh, with on-chain stuff, but to focus only on the off-chain experience, to expose only Lightning. And actually, the experience is Breeze from an end-user stand- standpoint all the lightning terminology and all the lightning semantics are obfuscated from the user. The user sees a balance, the user can, can send money, the user can receive money, but everything is, uh, is, is kind of a plug and play. There is no uh, lightning semantics, the user doesn't need to know how to set up channel and so on. When the user installs Breeze, we actually open a channel to the user allowing the user to receive funds immediately, providing the user inbound capacity. The user can top up his wallet using different uh, methods. He can can buy Bitcoin using a credit card. He can uh, use uh, vouchers to to redeem the vouchers in Breeze in order to top up the wallet. But he can also use uh, submarine swaps. So we provide an on-chain address to the user, and we actually convert the on-chain transaction to an off-chain transaction using submarine swap service that we provide. Okay, so uh, I think most people probably know what a submarine swap is, but do you just want to give a brief explanation of what that is for maybe any listeners that don't know what that is? Sure, sure. So a submarine swap is a, is a mechanism where you can tie an on-chain transaction to an off-chain transaction, meaning it's a it's a script address and the script defines the receiver or of the money the receiver of the funds can redeem the funds only if if the receiver has executed an off-chain transaction so in the case of breeze for example we provide an on-chain address and the user creates this uh, uh, this uh, with a submarine swap script uh, it's kind of work it's it's a very similar way it works in a very similar manner to a lightning transaction where where there's an hclc a process where the user sends the funds and and the, and the recipient can redeem the fund only if it has the uh, the secret the pre-image that the user that the user provides and the user provides the pre-image only if the recipient of the funds has, has executed an on-chain transaction 
if the recipient didn't execute an, an off-chain transaction, then the, there's a time block and the sender of the funds can redeem the, the, the funds after the time block expires. So it's a trustless process that ties an on-chain transaction to an off-chain transaction. Got it. Thanks for going into that for me. And then something else you had mentioned in there was the fact you give all your new users incoming uh, capacity by tying up some you know, Bitcoin and some uh, uh, channels there. Something that I've heard quite a bit on the podcast from other uh, interview guests is that this is not something that is sustainable long term. What are your thoughts on how long something like that can last and what you're doing to kind of mitigate the need for you guys to put up that kind of money? I, I heard that, that feedback as well. So basically what Breeze is doing, we call it an LSP. Breeze is a lightning service provider and we provide the inbound the liquidity to, to end users as a, as, a, as a lightning service provider. I, I, I think there are two missing components for the success of lightning. One is a client, is a, is a, is a, an app, a user experience that is seamless to end users. But there's also a missing component. There's a, there's a need for a service that will plug the user seamlessly to the Lightning Network. We call it an LSP, a Lightning Service Provider, exactly like there's an internet service provider. Currently, what we do, we provide this service for free and we're the only one. Well, actually, we're not the only one that does it. Other services have followed our footsteps and are providing inbound liquidity as well. So if you take a look at companies like SparkSwap or the Olympus service by Zap, they are also providing inbound liquidity. They are doing that once the user buys Bitcoin from them, but they're also providing inbound liquidity. So in regards to, to long-term vision, we don't want to be the only uh, lightning service provider. Uh, companies like Bitrefill, companies like SparkSwap, uh, services like Olympus are also lightning service providers. And we're actually going to open Breeze to additional lightning service providers. So the user will be able to pick and choose their lightning service provider. So I think uh, liquidity is a key component to the success of uh, uh, Lightning. We demonstrated that uh, uh, liquidity attracts users and users uh, uh, are transaction uh, Once they are hooked into the Lightning Network, they're starting to use the Lightning Network and actually uh, you can make money out of this user because they're trying. They're they're starting to spend their bitcoins. For me, by the way, uh, there's no there, there's not an issue in locking up uh, bitcoins because uh, uh, because I don't want to convert my bitcoins to fiat uh, regardless. So as a bitcoiner, as a hodler, even I don't understand the criticism because I can take my bitcoins and I can put. It, Think about it uh, long term. What, how, in a, in a Bitcoin economy, how would you make money out of Bitcoin? Because in a Bitcoin based economy, whereas there's only, there's a circular economy of Bitcoin, the only way to make, or one of the few ways to make money out of Bitcoin is actually to, to use them and to lock them in the Lightning Network because uh, you can make money out of uh, transaction fees in, in this case. There's not many ways uh, to make money out of Bitcoin in a Bitcoin-based economy. So for me, when you say uh, I'm locking up my Bitcoin, 
I'm actually not locking up my Bitcoin. I'm holding my Bitcoin and I'm making more Bitcoin using my Bitcoins. Okay, a fair point. But I guess maybe a nuance that I would bring up is having an on-demand channel for your user and having, you know, your what you're doing with Breeze and having kind of automatic incoming liquidity that's not bounded by anything. Of course, there's a way to optimize the the our, our service. So we actually are closing channels. Not all of our channels are remaining open. Uh, we monitor the the usage of the channel. And if the, the channel is not being used, we're closing the channel and freeing up the Bitcoins for other users. The fact that we're doing that when, when, when uh, the user used the app for the first time, uh, that might change. And uh, with additional services like uh, BitRefill or Olympus or other other liquidity provider, we might do that when the user actually top up uh, the wallet for the first time instead of the first installation. And 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 also, no one says it's going to remain free forever. We might charge for this service as well. Okay, so do you want to maybe give me a picture of what that might look like if you did, you know, choose to uh, make it non-free in the future? I think it will be it. It will look very similar to the way uh, Bitrefill are are providing their Thor service. So you will you will act you will buy uh, you will buy the channel, and uh, with the enhancement with in Lightning, it can even be a subscription license. Personally, personally, I'm I think it's too early to see how it could evolve. I I think there are. Uh, very nice vendors, very great players out there that are in the space right now of, of providing liquidity. Uh, services like uh, Olympus, services like uh, SparkSwap, services like uh, Bitrefill. So not sure Breeze is going to be a player uh, as a liquidity provider. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we're focused. We're mainly focused on the user experience of Lightning. We're focused on how to bring Lightning uh, a user experience in the most uh, seamless manner to, to the end user. And actually, since we've started opening channels for our users, uh, a lot of vendors uh, had followed. So we're changing the paradigm here. The less burden there is on the user to join the Lightning network, you know, we contribute to the Lightning uh, uh, network success. And that's our goal. Okay, makes a lot of sense. So if we take the kind of uh, inbound liquidity feature off the table, you know, what other kind of features do you think would keep Breeze relevant to users? And I guess maybe even in that particular case, you know, how would you guys make revenue, if at all? The fact that, uh, again, I'm not, I'm still undecided whether we're going to maintain uh, our LSP service, but uh, we're certainly, we're, certainly going to be an LSP platform, uh, allowing users to connect to different uh, LSPs. Uh, so I think uh, uh, that's that's an area that we're working on. And I think there's a long, uh, there's a long uh, way to go to have a user experience that is on par with Fiat. This is the stuff that we're, we're mostly working on and we're mostly focusing on. Uh, for example, currently when you install Breeze, there's a, there's a certain latency because you need to 
to sync up with the chain. We're going to optimize that and provide very fast onboarding experience. We're going to provide uh, fast payments as well. So you won't need to wait for on-chain sync in order to execute that payment. We're going to support uh, zero confirmation channels. We're going to support AMP. We're going to support trampoline payments. We just released a protocol called the Lightning Rod uh, to allow asynchronous payments using uh, using Lightning. Uh, this is a huge innovation from Breeze. Release a non-custodial point of sale solution for mobile devices as well. So the the list is very long uh, in terms of innovation. I think we brought a lot of innovation to to the market with the, this LSP concept, with submarine swaps, with uh, with this con- the concept of connect to pay, where you can send your friend a link and you are both entering a payment session and it's very easy to exchange payments using Breeze. And we're going to continue to innovate as we go. Okay. I definitely like the sound of all that. Would you say that Breeze is much more of a wallet for a maybe more of a newbie user versus a more OG Bitcoiner, etc.? No, I wouldn't say that. I think there are there, there's a different expectation from uh, from newbies and from uh, from OGs, as you say. I think uh, I think uh, we are focusing on on a seamless experience, but it doesn't mean uh, advanced users are not getting it, and it doesn't mean we are not providing uh, enough, uh, let's say, power uh, to end user. Because, for example, we're the only client that provide you with the, like a developer screen where all the LNCLI commands are available to you. Uh, so as an advanced user, actually, I think we're the most advanced client as well. Uh, it's not like maintaining your own node, but you have full control over your light node in, uh, in your mobile device, which is Great. So let's go ahead and move on uh, from Breeze specifically for the moment. And I kind of wanted to move on to the topic of how a wallet, you know, whether it be a Bitcoin wallet or a Lightning wallet, might monetize themselves. By the way, I, I don't really like the term wallet because I think it in I think it makes sense in the on-chain world, less sense in the Lightning world because. Uh, because uh, it's not just a wallet. A wallet uh, is is kind of representative of the client side, not not necessarily the server side. When you're speaking about Lightning, it's actually a Lightning payment service because there's also a component on the server side uh, that allows you to execute the payment. So as an LSP, the fact that uh, uh, Breeze provides an inbound liquidity, it's not just inbound liquidity. It provides a routing node that is connected to other routing nodes in the network. It rebalances the, 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 the liquidity with this other node in order to be a successful routing node. And it connects and actively connects to, to additional hubs in the network. Uh, so that's... So wallet is, I don't think it's a very good description of the service that we provide. So in regards to monetization, uh, there, are, uh, there are different ways where we think a Lightning payment service can, can monetize itself. One is by upselling. Uh, so for example, Breeze 
provides a marketplace inside the app where users can spend their bitcoins and they can purchase bitcoin they can purchase products using their bitcoins uh, breezy it takes a cut out of uh, every purchase made uh, via breeze and it's a way to monetize uh, the client another way to monetize is by providing fiat to bitcoin conversion services so there's fiat to bitcoin bitcoin to fiat Uh, every time that uh, the user wants to transfer funds, uh, to convert uh, funds from fiat to Bitcoin, uh, Breeze can take a cut. The third uh, monetization, the third uh, revenue stream, uh, let's say, is, uh, is by providing uh, this uh, routing node uh, slash watchtower slash lightning road services. So there are different services in the lightning uh, in the lightning uh, in the lightning network that the user needs to pay uh, in order to get them. Currently, users are familiar with the fact that uh, a routing node takes a, a takes a fee out of every payment through the lightning network. But there will be other lightning services like a watchtower and like uh, the road, for example. The road is our our notion of a relay node that uh, synchronize uh, asynchron- uh, payments asynchronously. There will be services around the, the graph, uh, the lightning graph. So there will be services around messaging. So we think uh, we'll be able to monetize uh, users by providing with them, by providing them high quality lightning services. Currently, It's uh, around the routing nodes, but as the lightning economy matures, there will be additional services. Another way to monetize is through uh, merchant uh, services. A lot of companies are focused on providing uh, merchants uh, with uh, the ability to, uh, to transact uh, using lightning. Uh, OpenNode, for example, but uh, what we want to do, we want to create a, a client a point of sale client which is specifically tailored to merchants uh, and we believe we'll be able to uh, monetize uh, this this uh, client as well got it those are a, a lot of different ways to monetize okay I think the, I think uh, speaking generally sorry to cut you just uh, generally speaking I think our goal is to move people from fiat to lightning and once you move enough funds enough money from fiat to lightning uh, monetization uh, won't be an issue okay that makes a lot of sense so I guess you know the way that you said that kind of made me jump to a, a topic that I like to bring up constantly on the podcast and that's the idea of onboarding people to directly onto lightning and kind of skipping over base chain Bitcoin do you have any opinion about that yeah yeah I'm a, I'm a great uh, advocate for fiat to lightning uh, services so I think the work that Jack is doing with the Olympus uh, platform the the work that iterative capital are doing with the etcher platform I think it's uh, uh, the, the work that uh, Trey is doing with uh, spark swap I think these services are going to be great uh, they're going to be huge and going to help people on board directly uh, from fiat to to the lightning economy so definitely this is something that we, you're gonna see in breeze as well uh, we're gonna provide uh, uh, fiat to lightning onboarding as well do you think it makes sense on a philosophical basis? 
to onboard newbies directly onto Lightning, or should we be grounding them in the uh, in the Bitcoin ethos and making sure they understand what confirmations are and da 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 da? Uh, I believe I, I don't know. I, I I don't like really the differentiation between newbies and 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 non newbies. I don't I don't know what a newbie is. Uh, for me, if I can provide a trust minimized solution, uh, and and to keep the to keep the user in control over her funds, I think that's my goal. Newbie or not, uh, I want to provide a decentralized service, uh, a trust minimized service, where where the user is in control over her funds. That's uh, that's my goal. Uh, so for me, uh, Lightning and Bitcoin are not uh, are not different. For me, a Lightning transaction is a Bitcoin transaction. I think uh, ultimately most of the Bitcoin transactions can be executed on on top of the Lightning Network without going to the chain, uh, and the chain can be can remain and uh, uh, the, the 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 judge uh, in case of a, a dispute. But uh, I don't see a difference between Lightning and Bitcoin. Lightning is an extension of Bitcoin. Okay, I would definitely agree with that. Do you see the future of Bitcoin essentially just being lightning transactions or possibly other layer two transactions? I think uh, a lot of transaction. I don't. I, I can't put a number, but uh, let's say let's go with the Pareto model of uh, of eighty twenty. Uh, I would say eighty percent of the transaction don't. There's no need for them to be settled on chain. So yeah. So I'm a I'm a great believer in lightning. I think most of the transaction. There's no need uh, f- for them to go uh, to be published to the chain, but uh, we need a chain. You know, the chain is important for for having the Lightning infrastructure. I'm not dismissing the importers the importers of uh, of the chain. On the contrary, but as if we want to have a scalable global payment payment system, I see. I think the importance of a layer two is 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 huge. I have a. A silly question, so please excuse me. Would you call yourself a lightning maximalist? <laughs> With a different, I don't know what the Bitcoin maximalist is, to be honest, because I, I see people, uh, for example, I saw I saw some tweets yesterday about uh, Andreas uh, that is not a Bitcoin maximalist. So if Andreas is not a Bitcoin maximalist, I don't know what a Bitcoin maximalist is. But uh, I'm I'm a believer in Lightning, so you can say I'm a Lightning maximalist. <laughs> okay, that was just a kind of uh, dorky question. I apologize to you and my listeners. Uh, no, that <laughs> that's okay. It's 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 a matter of definition. What a maximalist is, you know, I'm a I'm a Lightning purist. You can say. Not the maximalist. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, I wanted to go a bit more broad with our uh, talk here and uh, just kind of talk you more about broad lightning questions here. Of you were, you've been developing Breeze for quite a while now. Were there any uh, challenges in developing on Lightning? And if so, what were the biggest ones off the top of your head? Uh, no, I wouldn't say there are challenges. There's, you mean in terms of the development environment and so on? I think I don't think Lightning is much different than any other uh, development environment. Uh, I think the 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 issues that the you know bringing bringing Lightning in a uh, in a simple way to the end user, you know, the project the product stuff are challenging. 
less the development. Once you know how you want uh, something to be implemented, then it's uh, fairly easier to implement. But uh, taking this concept and delivering a simple product, I think uh, I would say that are our biggest uh, challenges. Okay. And then on the uh, flip side of that, uh, what do you see as being you know, maybe some strong features of Lightning that make it stand out versus other cryptocurrencies, fiat, etc. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert in in other cryptos. I'm I'm, I'm not to be. I'm I'm not a not very familiar with uh, many cryptocurrencies. Um, I know Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin. So I'm not dealing with other uh, shitcoins. It's, so for me, it's only Bitcoin and only Lightning at the moment. Sure, but I guess I'm, what I'm asking is, was there anything about Lightning specifically that the the features that it offers that makes it good for the kind of goals that you're trying to uh, uh, accomplish here? Well, again, the goal is very simple, is to provide a, a, a scalable payment system. And uh, it's very easy to understand that Lightning with uh, in its inherent scalability is the right uh, mechanism. I, I think yeah, a lot of people don't understand that Lightning is a work in progress. Uh, it, take, a, take a step back, you know, a year ago, where, where, where Lightning was. We, we didn't have Lightning on uh, mobile devices. We didn't have features like uh, the submarine swaps, the autopilot, uh, the watchtowers, LAPS, uh, LNURL, all this stuff didn't exist a year ago. In a year, we'll, Lightning will, will be something completely different with uh, AMP in uh, trampoline payments and Wambo channel and maybe messaging and with our Lightning Road you know, it's, uh, Lightning will, will be something completely different, better. For us, we see Lightning as, a, as, a, as the right infrastructure. We see the, uh, the infrastructure evolves. Uh, the, the, the ecosystem is great. Uh, we're using uh, L&D, uh, and, uh, and I think the way Lightning Labs are, are, are uh, nurturing the ecosystem and nurturing the wallet developers is great. Uh, there's an open communication channel with uh, uh, with them, and they're they're focusing on on building an ecosystem, uh, which allows companies like Breeze uh, to innovate. Uh, but not only Breeze, uh, you you can see other other companies like uh, Moon or like uh, Zap are also using their uh, their infrastructure very successfully. Uh, so I think the open culture of uh, Lightning, the, 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 you can see the, the 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 active discussions on the mailing list and with with uh, with uh, with, uh, with the upcoming uh, bolts of uh, Bolt 12, for example, and the new innovations in regards to trampling uh, payments. I think it's uh, it's the right. Uh, it's definitely the right vehicle to bring Bitcoin to the masses. Okay. And speaking of which, what do you see the reason people actually onboard 
to lightning being, you know, like uh, what use cases do you feel like are the strongest in the short term and in the long term? So there's this discussion about what is the lightning killer app, right? So for me, there's no killer app for lightning. For me, the killer app is payments. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, Lightning needs to deliver like exactly like Bitcoin needs to deliver on its promise of uh, being a peer-to-peer electronic cash. Lightning needs to deliver on its promise of being uh, on 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 providing exactly that. It needs to provide the peer-to-peer electronic cash in a very seamless uh, manner uh, and and maintain all the core Bitcoin values uh, of uh, decentralization. I think if uh, Lightning will fulfill this promise, then it will be the killer app. Uh, I think there are additional aspects to Lightning, for example, uh, integrating messaging into Lightning, which are very cool, but they they won't mean anything unless Lightning will be used as a payment service. Uh, so messages in regards to how do I execute the payment, when do I execute the payment, the negotiation around the payment uh, is is great. But uh, I don't see Lightning as a replacement to WhatsApp. I see Lightning as a secure payment service with uh, messaging on top of it. Uh, same goes for LAPS. Uh, I think... Uh, there won't be a single LAP uh, that uh, is going to be the killer LAP uh, that's going to raise the usage of Lightning. I think uh, every service that wants to monetize itself using Lightning is an LAP. Uh, uh, so I think we're going to see a lot of different LAPs uh, in the future. And I think uh, Lightning uh, will succeed. Uh, the hockey stick will come when people understand in the next wave of Bitcoin, people will understand that Bitcoin is not only digital gold, but it's also a payment service. Then we'll see the hockey stick. Okay, so the, uh, the hockey stick here. Okay. Do you see any issues potentially coming up to you know make you know Lightning less useful or make you know other issues that? Uh, derail lightning and force us to do something else maybe uh, yeah uh, that's a great question I, I I think we need to be a bit uh, conservative I think we all need to realize that we're building an infrastructure that will last for years and we need to take it uh, slow uh, I don't think we need to rush anything some people some vendors are I think are rushing it a bit uh, with uh, Wemble for example. I don't think there's a need for Rambo right now. I think there's a lot of work to do before we get into Rambo. So my 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 concern is that uh, are the high expectations. I think I have a fair understanding of, on where Lightning is right now. I think it will take another uh, six to twelve months for it to become more stable. And I wouldn't try and uh, and appeal to the masses right now. I would uh, build it uh, step by step, uh, one block after the other, until we reach the point where it's stable enough to open the gates. What do you see as being the turning point in, you know, lightning adoption? You know, how how we'll be able to tell that, that that's actually happening at any particular point? I don't have any specific numbers in mind. I think, uh, let's take Breeze, for example. I think... Uh, 
we have uh, a couple of uh, thousands of users right now. Uh, I want to grow in an order of magnitude every year. That's, that's, my, that's my vision. So if I'm in uh, thousands of users right now, I want tens of thousands next year, and I want hundreds of thousands in, the, in, in, the, in the 2021. That's the way I see it. Yeah, that's very ambitious, I think. What will, maybe a question I already asked, so if I already did, please let me know. But what will keep people from using Lightning in the future? Like, what's the biggest impediment to them actually adopting it and using it in the future? I think in the future, uh, it will be seamless to them as fiat is seamless. So I don't think people will think Lightning. I think Lightning... Uh, will become uh, a hidden infrastructure in, in their environment. Uh, so I don't see I don't see any roadblocks uh, for the lightning adoption in the future. If that's the question. Okay. Quick little detour here. One of the more interesting, you know, theoretical use cases of lightning is the concept of streaming money. Um, are you already uh, um, aware of what that is? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, and, and I think uh, I'm not a fan, no. to be honest. Uh, no, uh, because uh, I don't think Lightning, I think people are trying to, uh, uh, for example, uh, let's, let's talk about micropayments, okay? It, for me, Lightning is not about micropayments. Lightning is about payments. The fact that you can do micropayments is is uh, is uh, natural, is uh, is but it's just a part of the fact that you can pay using Lightning. So you can pay using Lightning, you can do micropayments with Lightning, and you can stream payments with Lightning. But it's all just different use cases of payments. I don't think it, uh, streaming money is a more important use case than paying in a store for example uh sure but i guess maybe my question was just a bit more you know do you have any particular opinion about that use case not that it's like the best one ever or anything i think lightning is a great technology i think lightning is an enabler for different different ways of to interact with money but i i I don't know. For example, uh, let's say you're 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 you want to pay for parking. Okay, you drive your car, you park. I don't see much difference in the user experience if you stream the payment to the parking company, or you pay uh, you you pay them uh, when you complete the, the the parking. So for me, uh, I want to. I want to take uh, the usage out of fiat and bring it to Bitcoin. I'm not necessarily want to invent new use cases for people to use Bitcoin. Uh, so streaming money for me, it's, 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 it's untangible at the moment. Well, would you mind if I gave an alternative example that I think, at least to me, sounds a bit better? Of course. Go ahead. Sure. So... I guess in my case, it's like I, I, I just remember watching a, a video with Andreas from like 2017 where he kind of went over some example use cases and one of them was the streaming money one. Mm -hmm. The idea was that I'd be getting paid by my employer that way. Maybe not in the short term because I still feel like the size of channels is still too small, etc. But the idea would be, you know, let's say I was getting paid $2,000 a month just to make the math easy here. 
you know, they would open up with a $2,000 channel with me. And then, you know, little bit by little bit, you know, maybe hour by hour, I would get paid out on my payroll. Now, I would find that a, a lot more useful and a lot more relevant than, you know, going and paying with my parking with streaming money, which I don't I don't see that being a big deal at all. But what do you think about maybe the uh, payroll side of things? Well, for, again, for me, it's like inventing use cases for using Lightning, where I think we need to use Lightning for all use cases. Uh, I don't think people have an issue to get their salaries once a week, twice a, uh, twice a month or, or every month. I don't think that's the challenge uh, that people are experiencing. If that's the challenge, uh, and there are some professions where you get paid by the day, uh, I think uh, Fiat can solve them as well. So I don't think Lightning is needed in order to 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 stream money. You can stream money. Uh, it's not really streaming, right? If you're being paid hourly or daily, it's not really streaming. Just gonna say maybe you know even more than by the hour, maybe by the minute, by the second. Do you see there being more of a use case maybe in the gig economy where you could be paid by the minute or even by the second and have it be, you know, significant possibly? Again, you know, I'm not a fan of, <laughs> I'm not a, Okay, fair enough. I'm not, fair not, enough. not a fan of this use case because I think, again, it's an excuse to use Lightning where I think Lightning need to be used uh, for all use cases. And the simplest use cases are to send money, to receive money. People need to use Lightning for that. Uh, streaming is cool. Uh, definitely, it's. I, I'll, I'll tell you what it is, Chaz. It, when you say streaming money, and when Andreas speak about streaming money, or when people talk about micropayments, is just to show how much powerful, how much power there is in the platform, uh, which is way better than fiat, uh, and the technology cannot be stopped. Uh, and I'm sure there will be use cases for streaming money, and I'm sure there will be use cases for micropayments. Uh, for me, uh, I think uh, what I'm trying to focus in and what I think the, the ecosystem needs to be focused in right now is to, to solve the, 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 the very basic use cases first. So for me, I want to, to, to create this experience of uh, sending money and receiving money as simple and easy as possible for regular users. What do you see as being the the future of uh, Lightning from from where you're sitting? You know, if all things go well, you know, where where do you think we're sitting in five years? So I don't know if it's gonna take five years or ten years or twenty years. Sure, but I think uh, Lightning uh, will fulfill the promise of uh, Bitcoin, and I think uh, we're gonna see uh, the democratization of money uh, finally. And uh, and uh, we talked about uh, LSPs at the beginning of the of the podcast. For me, uh, there's no reason that uh, Netflix, for example, won't be a Lightning service provider. And, the, and you have, you'll have a direct interaction in regards to your money with Netflix and you'll pay Netflix, you'll stream movies uh, and you'll pay Netflix uh, uh, based on the, on, the, on the movies that you stream. All that uh, using the Lightning Network as an infrastructure. No intermediates, no third parties, a, a real peer-to-peer -peer economy using the Lightning Network. You'll receive your salary in Lightning 
you'll pay at a grocery shop uh, using Lightning, you'll watch movies using Lightning, everything can be done. A, a true circular economy in Bitcoin and, and, and Lightning Network will be the vehicle that delivers on that. Got it. Okay. It's a small vision. Yeah, right? Not that ambitious. <laughs> Agreed. So maybe one final question here before I let you go. Assuming, you know, I'm I'm paying for my Netflix with uh, Lightning, you know, will Bitcoin be, you know, the, the biggest uh, asset on the planet at that point? Yes, there's no reason it's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. I think it's going to take, it's probably be in phases. I don't think it's going to be 100% of the economy. But I think, uh, you know, the new generation will adopt it first. I pro- you're probably familiar with uh, Tim Draper's uh, vision of uh, 20% by uh, uh, 2023 or 2025. I don't know what's uh, the exact year that he put. Uh, but uh, I think there's no reason it's not going to happen. And I think it's going to, once once we'll have all the infrastructure in place, and once people understand that we can, uh, you know, we can create a circular economy based on Bitcoin, and there is a tangible value to using Bitcoin, the the, the transactions are cheaper, uh, uh, the the transactions are faster. Uh, you don't need to pay intermediates uh, to hold your money or to spend your money. Then I think it's gonna it's it can boom very quickly, uh, so we can get uh, get into high numbers uh, very very fast. And there's I think there's the tipping point effect, right? When the one percent uh, turns to ten percent, I, I think we we'll, we can get to a ten percent uh, very very fast. Not sure what will be the pace. Uh, what once we reach ten percent, so uh, I don't think it's gonna be one hundred percent for even ever, but I think uh, I think uh, we can get to ten percent very quickly. It's gonna be probably a linear, a more linear growth. Uh, what will be the pace? I don't know. I'm not a not a profit. All right, perfect. Well, I really appreciate you joining me on the podcast. Uh, do you want to go ahead and let the listeners know how they can find uh, you and uh, Breeze? Sure. So uh, you can go ahead to uh, and download Breeze from our website, HTTPS, uh, Breeze without an E, B-R-E-E-Z dot technology. Uh, you can find us on, on Twitter, Breeze underscore tech. Uh, you can follow us on Medium as well. We have, uh, we, we post uh, regularly on, on, on Medium, Bris uh, Technology on Medium. Uh, what else? Uh, we have a Telegram group. You know, we have a GitHub. Everything is open source. I didn't know if I don't, don't think I've mentioned that, but uh, we would love uh, for you to take a look at the code, to contribute, to review, to provide feedback. Uh, so you can find us at Breeze on, on GitHub as well. All right, perfect, Roy. Well, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Chaz. Boom. That was the 15th episode of the Lightning Junkies podcast. Did you find out anything about Breeze that you didn't know about before? Are you excited by the possibility of Netflix being a Lightning service provider? Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. 
maybe eventually we'll be using Bitcoin and Lightning everywhere and we won't even give it a second thought. Like I said earlier, I wanted to try to do a different thing with this episode where I didn't really try to shill myself as much and just try to keep the beginning and end as short as possible. So in the spirit of that, I'm going to cut things off here. If you want to find out, you know, how to support me, like I said before, you could do so in the show notes. I'll see you on the Lightning Network.